0: beloved church of god beginning our service before the lord let us stand and affirm the promise that relates to the door of our hope let the resurrection of christ reign in our bodies amen let us bow our heads in prayer dear heavenly father in the name of jesus christ we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name and so allow your inheritance in the name of the blood of the covenant to be lifted to heights higher than us and to break all burden and sin that binds us may in this place be cursed as before all the works of devil illnesses poverty premature death demonic dependencies all forms of fears depression destruction covetousness stagnancy ignorance all of this let it depart from the tents of your holy people and stand to lord on the place of your rest you in the ark of your greatness and may your saints be clothed in your salvation and may they rejoice before your countenance give us more from your spirit fill us with your holy spirit and allow us to find your holy countenance we thank you that this service is presented by apostle Arcadi and your divine arms and we ask you to continue to lead it with your high and uplifted hand almighty god father son and holy spirit amen may you be blessed please be seated
1: The book of Ephesians 4:22 through 24. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which has been corrupted by its deceitful lusts, to be made new by the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self created by God in true righteousness and holiness. And so the right to the power to put off our former way of life so that we can clothe our bodies into a new way of life. And we ask the question, how long will we speak about this subject? For years we've talked about it. Today we proclaim the not existent as existent. We today learn this truth. This promise is mighty. It's worth speaking about. It's necessary to speak about, to understand, to learn, We need to grow in it into full measure of growth in Christ. This promise prepares us to meet with Christ. And we see that the Lord is not hasty. We age, but, and we even lose some of our members due to age. But the Lord is not in a hurry. He knows the value of His word, and He has magnified His word above all of His desires, above our desires he has also made himself obedient to his own word. And so if the Lord has magnified his word, then we also need to magnify the word of God and see these, these oath promises and in what way you need to collaborate with them so that you can be clothed into immortality, into the resurrection of Christ. We see that this is a sufficiently long process. To fulfill this decree and commandment written in the book of Apostle Paul and presented to us in the series of the sermons of Apostle Arcadi, we need to put three destiny impacting, commanding, and fundamental acts into practice. And these are put off, be renewed, and put on. As we see, these are three powerful verbs. They are not offered as an alternative. They are strict and direct. And from the mouth of the Apostle, you can hear them, to put off. Imagine a person you don't know comes up to you and says, put it off. And you'll say, what do you mean, put it off? In the army, they would know this command. Put aside or stand aside. They know what it means to, how to turn their head, where to stand, and what words mean what and they know how to obey each of these commands put off be renewed put on and so these verbs the Lord has given to his apostles that we need to compare ourselves to fulfilling these three requirements will determine whether our salvation happens that is given to us in the format of a seed in justification so we can receive it as a possession in the format of the fruit of righteousness. Relevant to this, we stop to study the allegory contained in the 18th Psalm of David where getting to know and confessing the power that is contained in the heart of David consisted of the eight names of God allowed David to love and call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and gave God the legitimate ability to use the power contained in the capabilities of his names to battle against the enemies of David. We don't fight without the Lord. We fight and battle together with the Lord. And we need to love the Lord and call upon him and and his honor in his names. And the Lord then activates the might of his names. It's not given these names so that it could scare people. It's In other words, you wouldn't uh, be messing or doing certain things with an atomic bomb, for example. You just need to activate it in the proper way in which it needs to be if you need to use it. Other, other than that, you wouldn't do anything with it. And there's, as we know, there's the admirals, there's the, the officers, the entire army uh, becomes active and ready in the moment. And so, how can we make it that the entire army of the Lord, together with the Lord of hosts, the hosts of, of the armies of heaven, to activate him, we need to confess him in his godly names. And the Lord then uses his names against our enemies. This is what David said Psalm 18, 1 through 3. See how he battled against his enemies how he would press the button that today scares nations like Russia or other countries. Why are they afraid of it? Because it is one of the most powerful tools, it's one of the most powerful weapons. David did not scare anyone, he only scared the enemies with the name of the Lord. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. And so, reading this text in the power of the Holy Spirit, and having a humble and contrite spirit, with a gentle or meek mouth, is sufficient to activate the Lord of hosts with his army, against our enemies let's proclaim together our destiny in the names of the Lord Lord you are my strength Lord you are my rock Lord you are my fortress Lord you are my deliverer Lord you are my rock in whom I take refuge Lord you are my shield Lord, you are the horn of my salvation. Lord, you are my stronghold. May the Lord activate all of these names against our enemies in the form of the old man, illnesses, poverty, and timely death. In the form of false churches, false apostles, false prophets, and also false brothers and those people. Those people that do not have the faith of God or faithfulness to the word of God. May the Lord use the power contained in his names against all of our enemies. And of course against illness. In a specific format, as much as God has allowed in the measure of our faith, we already studied our inherited lot in Christ Jesus, studying the virtue of three names of God, strength, rock, and fortress. Therefore, we will immediately begin studying our inherited lot that is in Christ Jesus. The name of God. Redeemer. A wonderful name. And they, of course, all are connected. The name of God's strength. Lord, you are my strength. We elevated God. We magnify God. We say, you are a strong God. You said and you did what you said you would do. You are my strength the name of God rock we agree that the word that we have magnified we t- took these commandments so we can weigh ourselves upon the scales of righteousness the scales of the commandments of God to cleanse our heart and ourselves from the filth of the flesh and filth of the spirit after this we received the right to approach God Lord you are my fortress and after this as our heart is cleansed from all filth we approach God and we are fertilized with the seeds of the kingdom of heaven and we receive the seed and we grow this promised seed into the oath promise that will then allow us to know him Lord as our Redeemer because he will redeem us using that methuselah that we have been fertilized with that we grew within ourselves and so the fourth name the Lord says I am your redeemer I will redeem you using the very fruit that you produce it's not that the Lord finally you will protect me I'll protect you using what is in you the confessions of the faith of our heart therefore the quality and lexicon Identifying the name of God, Redeemer, as the previous names of God, cannot be found in any existing dictionary of the world. When we're saying Redeemer, this implies there's seven. He's the leader of the covenant. He's the Redeemer of the bondage of slavery and sin. He's the Savior of our body. He's our protector from the wrath of God. He's the one who restores us in our rights to our inheritance he places us as his holiness in a safe place and he keeps us and keeps our promise at the coming of christ in the given prayer psalm or in the psalm of david the name of god redeemer we see the inheritance of the lot of the son of god where we receive the ability to return the guarantee of our salvation to profit us and receive then the profit that we need to receive as salvation, the salvation of our soul, uh, the adoption of our body, the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus. And so we need to again save. We need to save our soul and we need to save our body. The Lord saves our spirit But then we ask the question, Lord, how, Lord, then, can I receive an absolute salvation? Our spirit then receives the ability, as it grows, gets stronger, to kill the lion and bear. And then we realize we have another in us, another king, our intellect, our our soul. And the reason he was anointed is because you, your spirit, was still small, was still young, and I needed your reasonable abilities to keep your life. But now, it's not enough. Now, being an anointed king, you need to be a priest and a prophet. You need to come to me and be present in my my presence. And so David was a king, priest, and prophet, as we know. Samuel was also and David took this from Samuel the ability to be a king because Samuel was a true king that they rejected and the Lord in his anger gave them a different king. And David received this torch from Samuel. Saul could not handle this torch. He immediately put it put it aside. It was passed on to David. He had his own personal Uh, thoughts, his own intellect, he he kept saying, well, I thought this was better, I thought it would be better to do this or that. And he lost this torch. And after he lost this torch, the evil spirit tempted him, bothered him. And this happens when we try to uh, explain, evaluate the word of God with our own intellect. We use our intellect to be able to determine what's written. And the real uh, truth what's concealed in this word is close to us considering such a union between God and man it becomes vital for us to determine in every essence of our body uh, our role and God's role and so for this we need to answer this series of questions and as our pastor Arkadi typically presents to us these questions what characteristics and categories identify our inherited lot in the name of God redeemer what purpose in the realization of our salvation is our inherited lot in the name of God redeemer called to fulfill what price do we need to pay to give God the ability to be our redeemer and by what results can we determine that God truly is our redeemer in the realization of our calling and so today we will answer the first question what characteristics in Scripture, identify our inherited lot contained in the name of God Redeemer. And we were given seven components, and let's look at the first right now. The first lot, in the name of God Redeemer, finds itself or is revealed for the nation of God in the name of Jesus Christ. You can find redemption where? Of course, in Jesus Christ let's look at what Zechariah said about this the father of John the Baptist Luke one sixty seven 67 through 75 now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied saying blessed is the Lord God of Israel for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began then he should, then we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. This is one of the places of scripture that shows the Lord as our Redeemer. Zachariah has said that he has redeemed his nation, where he says, For he has visited and redeemed his people. And so to be included in this nation as his nation. We can determine whether we are partakers of the chosen by God remnant. Have we received the angel who prepares a way for the Redeemer? In the as Zacharias says and blesses his son, that you will be the prophet of the Most High, you will come to prepare a way for the Lord, the Redeemer. And so, you need to receive or accept this angel who prepares a way for the Redeemer. These are The saints who are God's messengers, who have the delegation, who have the message, and spirit and power of Elijah. And we need to be partakers of the genealogy of the house of David, because from there will the Redeemer come. Because it's not just, he won't just redeem us as the Lord from the tribe of Judah. The Lord will use us, and we need to be a part of that Uh, family, we need to come from the same genealogy and the only way we can is in Jesus Christ let us look at these three so that that Jesus Christ can be our redeemer And so the first component is we need to be partakers of God's chosen remnant this is where the Lord receives the ability then, then to redeem us the first component of our lot, the lot of our inheritance as in Jesus Christ, and this is our inheritance as <clears throat> Him being our Redeemer, consists in every person receiving the guarantee of salvation. But if He does not pay the appropriate price for the right to receive the salvation so that it can become His own, He will lose then the right to the lot that is in the name Redeemer. Because, as we know, there are those who are called and those who are chosen. And if we want to use within our life the power of the name of God, Redeemer, we need to be in the category of the chosen, as we know. There are few that are chosen. Those who collaborate, who say, Lord, you are my Redeemer, all pray, Lord, redeem me, redeem me. But the Lord says, I'm a Redeemer for the chosen there are many who are called few are chosen and to be ch- chosen you need to pay the appropriate price let's see the place of scripture that Pastor Arcadi offers to us here Luke 14 14 and lower <clears throat> and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you shall be repaid at the re- resurrection of the just now when one of those who sat at the table with him with Jesus heard these things he said to him blessed is he who shall eat the bread in the kingdom of god then he said to him a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited come for all the all things are now ready and at the call come for all things are ready all these people as you will see began to make excuses but they all with one accord began to make these excuses the first said to him I have bought a piece of ground, and I must go and see it. I ask you to have to have me excused. And another said, "Of course, this is all. uh, uh, This is all uh, regarding spiritual things, as we understand. This is not actually referring to actual business uh, or other things. This is talking about spiritual things." And so, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must go and see it. I ask you to, you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I am going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and la- streets and lanes of the city, and bring in, in here the poor and the ma- mimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you recommended and still there is room. And so those who need who would like to learn, there's still a lot of room, there's still space. The master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges. Pretty much check n- near the the hedges. And compel them to come to come in that my house may be filled for I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper for many are called and few are chosen and so he is speaking to the called and the called say well I'm busy I'm busy with evangelism or I'm part of a church that doesn't accept God's promises these promises we consider this a heresy or we're married to, I'm married to a different wife in this way. I have five yoke of oxen. Uh, that is that I have a position or place or somewhere that I, I find qu- greatly important or I've worked for. And I, I'm not going to give that up for the truth. And so these, these are people who did not want to pay the appropriate price. And so we see at the end that uh, the house was filled. And so people hear the truth, but do they come to the banquet? The banquet is where the royal food is served to the people, the food of, the, of uh, that's given typically to, to royalty. And people say, well, we're busy. And so if they're busy, he says, go and find others, people that no one pays attention to, for whom position is not important. They treat the position, not as a position, but as a role. In church, there's no positions, there's roles. Position is someone's higher, someone's lower. J- Jesus uh, tied a towel around his waist and uh, knelt down and was washing the feet of his disciples. And the disciples said, it's not right, I'm uh, you're greater, I'm lower. But he said, if you don't allow me to, you will not uh, be able to share with me you don't have salvation with me and then he also showed the child be as a child otherwise you will not enter the kingdom of heaven and they also ask the question uh, who will sit at your right or left side and then he of course showed that example of the child and it's not that children will be sitting Uh, on the left or right side but these are uh, mature adults who have uh, formed in themselves this this quality of a child that uh, that is able to have these good qualities of a child and so not to be part of the uh, called, but part of the chosen group the second component consisted in the lot of our inheritance in the name of God, Redeemer, consists in entering into that lot that is contained in the name, Redeemer. And we need to receive the angel that prepares the way for the Redeemer, as we spoke about a little bit earlier, the angel that prepares the way for the Redeemer. And so this angel is the messenger, the messenger that the Lord sends. Matthew 3, 1 through 3, Behold, I send my, my messenger, and he will repair the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But, you, but who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he, when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in, in righteousness. According to this and many other places of scripture, uh, the inheritance contained in the name of God, Redeemer includes the this uh, Lamb of the Covenant, which is called to pre- prepare a way. And so this angel of the covenant, this angel of the covenant, he prepares the way for receiving the Redeemer. And this this angel of the covenant is a specific person who has the delegation from the Lord. And how do you determine that they are an angel of the covenant if they have the authority? They'll come in the power of Elijah, the spirit and power of Elijah. And this includes the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, and receiving the Holy Spirit as the Lord and Master of our life, who will reveal this truth to us. What is the power and spirit of Elijah? The ability to receive the Holy Spirit in the form of the Lord and Master of your life. Because a visitor will never reveal his, his secrets or mysteries, but he did to Rebecca. Why Bethuel and Laban did not want to pay the price. Because they were not attracted. They weren't drawn to the promises. Bethuel and Laban, because they received the Holy Spirit, as our pastor explains, as a guest, and a guest will never reveal the promise that belongs to the door of our hope. But they said, we will call the girl and see what she will say. And she said, I will go. I will go with this master and they were very surprised and they wanted her him to stay a little bit longer and so she was going to leave the house of her father her nation which she did and go to meet her Lord and so what did I note for myself here the spirit and power of Elijah it's not just to pray in a a very powerful tone in in tongues it's shown in different ways how does the spirit of elijah uh, seen in rebecca to receive the holy spirit as lord and master this is the spirit of elijah of course there's the other things that elijah has done that were very powerful as he had beheaded the the priests of of Baal and other things which were a lot more uh... Physically uh, active, but these are the, the the power that we're talking about. The spirit and power of Elijah is in receiving the Holy Spirit as our master. The next is total sanctification. You receive the Holy Spirit as the Lord and master, and receiving Him as our Lord and master is determined by our ability to absolutely sanctify ourselves. I take myself from the house of my father so I can give myself to someone else. I take myself from something so I can give myself to something else. And so the total sanctification necessary to adopt our body by the redemption of Christ or deliver our body from corruption and death by driving out the old man from our body. And so the Lord will send to us an angel, a person who represents a father for us. Who, which, who will explain to us how the Holy Spirit becomes our master and we receive him as master by our ability to totally sanctify ourselves and we can pay the appropriate price so that we can adopt our bodies by the redemption of Christ. And the third component of the lot of our inheritance in the name of God, Redeemer consists in our partaking or being part of the genealogy of the house of David. The house of David is the genealogy of the leader of our salvation the bride of the this is the bride of the lamb and being clothed into the virtue of a king priest and prophet <clears throat> why because the bride of the lamb just like david has the status of this king priest and prophet saul was a king but he was not a priest or prophet there's anointing As our brother preached on Tuesday, there's the anointing of a king. Uh, It anoints the mind, but it doesn't mean we have the anointing of a king or a prophet that allows us to come into God's presence into the sanctuary. If he's anointed, has anointed, then he can uh, come to the threshold and bring his offering. And when he brings his offering, he he comes to the threshold and he stops there. He can't come in further. The person of God then will then need to explain what is good and what is bad, what is sanctification and what is dedication. When we do this and we don't look at our mind, our our carnal mind and intellect, the anointing of a priest requires uh, a lot of labor with this oil <clears throat> to work with this oil. You need to prepare it. You need to prepare it in a in a correct way, in a correct manner. Uh, and this includes, as as Esther did, she had to continually apply it on herself and, and rub it into her skin, into herself. And so, in our situation, when we're talking about anointing, anointing that was upon our head, this is we coming to the threshold and bringing our offering. And this is us respecting, honoring the Word of God. We proclaim the Word of God. The second anointing is as a priest and a prophet, which will allow us then to come into God's presence directly. And so, <clears throat> being a part, again, being a partaker of the bride of the Lamb, and a king, priest, and prophet. Revelations 22, 16, 17. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you, these things in the churches, I am the root and offspring of David, the bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bride says, come. Why? Because the bride is also from, uh, is also the root and offspring of David. And let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts, come, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. And so the priest and prophet, they can know the word of God. The king receives the word. <clears throat> the, king, the priest and prophet is able to know the word and apprehend this word. So that he can then, without our king, we will not be able to receive the word of God. We need to ha- have our king. We need to be a king. And so to examine yourself as to whether you are you're a partaker of the house of David, we need to determine the strength and the endurance of our born from God's Spirit that leads battles with governing sin within our body in the form of the old man, who carries or is a carrier of the programme of the fallen cherubim that has been passed on to us from the sinful life of our fathers. 1 Samuel 25, 28 through 29. For the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God, and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out <clears throat> sling out as from the pocket of a sling. These are the words of Abigail. Summing this up, we conclude that our inherited lot in the name of God, Redeemer, is something we find within our heart when we have we are a partaker of the chosen by God remnant and we receive the the angel that prepares the way for the redeemer and we are a partaker of the genealogy of the house of david <coughs> And so we continue talking about the Lord as our Redeemer. Second law in the name of God, Redeemer, making itself known to the chosen by God nation, are the words that come out of the mouth of God. Psalm 135 through 8. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in His word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all of his iniquities. And so it's necessary to trust upon the word of God that comes out of the mouth of God so we can say, Lord, you are my redeemer i trust upon your word if you've paid attention in the given promise that we are called to inherit in the name of god redeemer it's talking about the redemption by the means of hope of our soul upon and us trusting upon the word of god that comes out of the mouth of god and so by the means of hope upon god and trust upon his word the phrase My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning means that for David, fellowship with God was the priority. And when he said, Lord, you are my fortress, it was very, very great, very valuable to him. This is something that he focused upon because he says, my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. And he repeated this twice. Apostle Paul also had this very thought. Romans 8:38-39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <clears throat> and so he has placed God above everything, above death, above life. He placed the Lord. And so the law in the name of God, Redeemer, uh, reveals its power in the heart of a person when a person begins to meditate about the things of heaven, and his hope becomes God himself. See where hope is. Hope is in God, and hope becomes God himself. And then the trust of a person is no longer the flesh or his re- reasonable mind or his intellect, but the Word of God in specific and precious promises <clears throat> that are imprinted upon His heart. We began to meditate about the things of heaven. Our hope becomes God Himself. And when the Lord becomes our hope, <clears throat> He, through His Word, begins to reveal to us His promises that are then imprinted upon our heart. Lamentation 3:24 through 26. The Lord is my portion. To say, Lord, this is my promise. The Lord is my portion because the promise is in the Lord. And so sometimes we want to take something from the Lord, but we need to take it with the Lord. The Lord is my portion says so my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. When we wait for what is to come, what is to come that is already imprinted upon our heart and placed upon our account in Jesus Christ in the format of hope upon the Lord, we, in this way, lay the foundation for our trust upon His Word and when we trust upon the the oath word proclaiming the not existent hope here on earth as existent in the form of what is to come we give god the legitimate ability to in his time in a time that's appropriate to him we give god the legitimate ability to adopt our body by the redemption of christ and so it's important to wait the ability to wait and confess by waiting I lay the foundation and I confess this allows God to then fulfill the promise in the time that he will find necessary summing up this given component we conclude that in the name of God redeemer we see uh, we see it in the heart of a person who hopes upon the Lord and who trusts upon the Lord and trusts upon the oath promises of God that are imprinted upon his heart. And here it's noting that it's oath promises, that he has vowed, that he has given with an oath. These are promises that he had to die for and resurrect and bear the, the curses upon himself for. And so we continue to study the name the Lord you are my redeemer. Lord, you are my redeemer. Third lot in the name of God Redeemer that makes itself known to the chosen by God nation is in the covenant that we make with God. Psalm 111:5 through 5 through 9. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has declared to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. <clears throat> that is the adoption of our body. the works of his hands are are verity and justice. all his percepts are sure; they stand fast for ever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people, he has commanded his covenant forever, holy and awesome is his name psalm one eleven five through nine. <clears throat> According to the given place, our inherited lot in all of the names of God are contained in a covenant, in a contract that a person makes with God. And what kind of person? A person who has an organic membership to those who fear God, who are the chosen by God remnant and His holiness. A covenant with God is not just a religious ritual that is performed in the baptism of water holy spirit and fire that needs to be a covenant we make is not just a ritual like when children approach pastor uh... and say and when they see people are baptized they ask and say can i also take a swim in the water but the pastor says you need to grow up first Why do I say this? I say this because many adults also are swimming. Baptism is just to take a swim. What is a covenant with God? And so, this truth, the words were given to us in 2019. And so, when we're talking about the covenant with God, it is a covenant with God is information. And so, as you can tell sometimes with a contract, that people just flip and flip pages and ask you to sign all different pages without really reading what's on that contract, uh, without reading it thoroughly and in its entirety. Uh, The Lord comes and explains everything because we don't need to just sign a contract as is without knowing what we're doing. You need to fully understand, just like in the baptism, what you're doing. And so again, if you're asked, "What is a covenant with God?" A covenant with God is a a volume of holy information, and this information, this is holy and and sacred information that is contained or contains in itself uh, an obligation that you have and God has. So you have responsibilities. So it's a volume of information. That contains God's responsibility and your responsibility. And it needs to be imprinted upon our hearts before we make a covenant with God. And so again, this volume of information needs to be put into our heart, needs to be imprinted upon our heart before we can make a covenant with God. We continue to talk about the covenant A covenant with God and so as we as we know that their children that sit among us as well and they don't play games they listen they also are hearing the word they they hear the word they grow they hear the truth and then this way they prepare themselves and so anyone of any nationality whoever it may be uh, they hear and they learn the word And so the precious promises that we hear through our messenger, it may be in one language and we have many different nationalities and it doesn't matter because if we didn't have a love for the word, the word that we have, we are receiving, then there would not be an atmosphere of love and peace. And so, a covenant with God is also a seal of God, indicating that this person is the possession of God and God's holiness. If the children of God would understand the significance of of a covenant that you make with God, which means (coughs) a seal upon your forehead and your hand, then those those that have the power that have taken hold of control over the nations of God. (coughs) would not be making up different kinds of stories about uh, the mark of the beast and that it could somehow be in some kind of electronic device or something different and so the mark of God upon the forehead of those who fear God who know Him and who are in a covenant with Him as well as a mark of the beast upon the forehead of those that are deceived and are led by the flesh are typically applied these two marks these two seals are typically applied uh, upon already a prepared a ready document and why again we look at the forehead why why is it put upon the forehead this is the format of our thinking the format of our thinking and so if i'm sitting i here, then I have the format of, of, of the proper correct thinking because I focus upon the truth. And so what we're meditating about, what we think about. And so when we made a covenant of water, uh, in the baptism of water, we made a covenant with God, uh, we were we were uh, explained and, and we understood that the significance of this covenant Uh, with the information that we've put into our mind. And so again, this information that's in our mind, this is the document, then contract, the information that we understood and agreed to. If a person meditates about the things of the world, his forehead is a legitimate document prepared for the mark of the beast. If a person meditates about the things of heaven, then his forehead is a legitimate document that is prepared for the seal or mark of God. We're talking about the covenant. The covenant is a contract between God and man, and man with God. And the Lord places his his mark, and the devil places his mark. Ezekiel 9, 1 through 6. Then he called out in my hearing with a loud voice, saying, Let those who have charge over the city draw near, each with a deadly weapon in his hand. And suddenly six men came from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with his battle axe in his hand. One man among them was clothed with linen and had a writer's inkhorn at his side. This was the angel of God, God's messenger. He had a writer's inkhorn. He can explain the revelations in his spirit so that other saints can then read and abide in the truth. they went in and stood beside the bronze altar now the glory of the god of israel had gone up from the cherub where it had been to the threshold of the temple and he called to the man clothed with linen who had the writers in corn at his side the person who writes who reads then this word and all fulfill that truth that the lord reveals and the lord said to him to this writer who had the authority to of a father delegation go through the midst of the city through the midst of jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and cry over all the abominations that are done within it to the others he said in my hearing go after him through the city and kill do not let your eyes spare nor have any pity utterly slay old and young men maidens and little children and women but do not come near anyone on whom is the mark and began at my sanctuary began with the preach began with the elders who were before the temple they began to destroy them the significance of the covenant you make with God serves serving as a seal upon your forehead indicating that you fear God gives God the ability to be the Redeemer of His nation from the power of governing sin in their bodies. Summing up the given component, we conclude that our inherited lot in the name of God, Redeemer, is revealed in the heart of man that who has within his heart the mark of righteousness, identifying a covenant he has made with God, and the mark of righteousness, seal of righteousness, is placed upon the forehead. That righteousness that was received correctly according to scripture, it will demonstrate itself in the mind of man. And so a covenant with God, the seal of righteousness. And so you you, you remember Peter had said, Lord, you know, I love you. He said, take care of my sheep. Because he kept seeing that he, he emotionally was loving him, but he needed to follow his commands. Fourth, Lot in the name of God Redeemer is made known for the chosen by God remnant in eating the Passover lamb. Exodus 12, 21 through 27. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to their families, and kill the Passover lamb, and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you and you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. It will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord will give you, just as he promised that you shall keep this service. And it shall be when the children say to you, what do do you mean by the service? that you shall say, it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households, so the people bowed their heads and worshipped. According to the given place of scripture, eating the Passover lamb, according to God's instruction, allowed the Lord then to reveal himself to his nation as their redeemer, and as we've heard more than once, there are a lot of components as to what was required when they prepared the Passover feast. Before eating the Passover lamb, to give God the legitimate ability to demonstrate himself in his name, Redeemer, they first needed to cleanse their house from leaven, that which in their house symbolized sin, or dead works. We're talking about our house, the temple of our body, that this leaven, is the dead works. From which we conclude that to give God the ability to reveal himself in his name, Redeemer, we need to sanctify ourselves so that we can totally sanctify ourselves so that we can totally dedicate ourselves so that we can then eat the Passover lamb according to his instructions. And so separating from yourself, this leaven, so you can dedicate yourself to God so the Lord can uh, then redeem us deliver us and redeem us, so we not, and as it it said in the original, as how this angel of of death had passed by the houses, uh, when he struck all the firstborn of Egypt, he hopped over, literally as if, over houses, one after, he didn't slither, but he literally, he as a lion was, was, uh, jumping over houses and uh, that did clean their house of the leaven. 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. Your glory is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? therefore purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ is our Passover, was was sacrificed for us therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven nor the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth summing up the given components our inherited lot in the name of god redeemer is found in a person or the heart of a person who eats the passover lamb according to god's instruction without the leaven of malice and wickedness And so these are the dead works. How do you determine dead works? How do I determine whether I've cleansed my house from this 11 or not? Very simply. For example, entrusting somebody with a service. And they begin to immediately... Uh, and you begin to immediately see a person is assigned something or given something uh, in the, as a service even within the church he begins to become pompous or begin uh, you see that the person has dead works in himself that he needs to clean it's just an example of of, of one of the things when a person is entrusted with something how a person then be, cha- begins to change and, and uh, there have been situations where uh, uh, where people have approached us and have said that uh, there have been people have significantly changed after they were given a specific uh, task or role uh, they began to walk differently, behave differently, speak differently, and not in a, in a positive or good way and these are the dead works that are being shown in a person Apostle Paul. Had also always uh, uh, told his 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 students that you will never put your hands on someone else or delegate anyone in haste. You need to be very very careful and thorough before ever doing so. Fifth lot in the name of God Redeemer, making itself known for the chosen by God nation, is in the strong arm of God. Psalm seventy seven fifteen through twenty. You have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, O God. The waters saw you. They were afraid. The depths also trembled. The clouds poured out water. The sky sent out a sound. Your arrows also flashed about. The voice of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was in the sea path in the great waters and your footsteps were not known you led your people like a flock by the hand of moses and aaron <clears throat> and again we see here that the love of god demonstrated by him in his name re- uh, deliver a uh, redeemer by the means of his arm that is focused on delivering the, his nation from the egyptians the lord will redeem us from, with his arm from the threat of the Egyptians. <clears throat> and these are Egyptians that live within our own body. How will he redeem us by the hand of Moses and Aaron? Who symbolize the Urim and the Thummim. Called to abide within the heart of the chosen by him remnant in the form of the sons of Jacob, the sons of Joseph. Moses within our heart is the truth the elementary teaching of Christ in the form of the Thummim. At the same time, Aaron is called to represent the abilities of the Holy Spirit in the form of the Urim, revealing in our hearts the mysteries of the truth of the Thummim. And so the Lord led his nation by using uh, Moses and Aaron, by Moses and Aaron, the Word of God and the Holy Spirit who reveals the meaning of the Word. And when the scriptures say, as you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron, the, the arm of God in this situation is Moses and Aaron in the form of the Urim and the Thummim. In Hebrew, the arm of God in this situation is shoulder, shoulder, right hand, the power of the truth and the Holy Spirit, military might, resilience, reliance upon God, trusting in the word of God, military power in the confessions of the faith of God, army consisting of angelic hierarchies. We need to well apprehend one thing, that every deliverance by the arm of God from any enemy is to happen by the confessions of the faith of God abiding in our heart, where the arm of God is revealed, the confessions of the faith of our, of our heart. And these confessions will not happen if we don't have Moses and Aaron, the Arm and Thummim. Confessing the faith of God abiding within our heart, they bring forth uh, hell into fear and to prepare ourselves to, uh, and our heart for this arm of God in the form of the faith of God abiding within our heart, we are called to which is called to deliver us from the Egyptian armies we looked at or we turned to the book of Job Job, and the Lord uh, spoke with Job about the fact that he needed to look at his, The Lord told him to look at his arm and his abilities, not his own. Job 46 through 14. Then then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. When the Lord asks a question, this is where it's the most interesting. The Lord is interesting uh, when a question is asked uh... he begins to speak his prophecies <laughs> and so he says now prepare yourself like a man i will question you and you shall answer me would you indeed annul my judgment would you condemn me that you may be justified have you an arm like god or can you thunder with a voice like his? Then adorn yourself with majesty and splendor, and array yourself with glory and beauty. Disperse the, ra- the rage of your wrath. Look on everywhere everyone who is proud and humble him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low. Tread down the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust together. Bind their faces in hidden darkness. Then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. Job 46 through 14. And so that's why he says, Job, this is where the arm is. You have it and you need to use it. Then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can't save you. And so in the, in the situation, uh, Job wanted God to use his arm to save him. But God was telling him, I'm going to use your faith. Without you, I can't save you. A very beautiful approach that God has. Summing up the given components, we conclude that our inherited lot in the name of God, Redeemer, we see it in the virtues of the Urim and the Thummim. Sixth, laud in the name of God-Redeemer, making itself known to the chosen by God nation in the signs of the sun, moon, and stars, which typically bring about distress and perplexity in the typical person. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea, and the waves roaring men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see... The Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees when they are already budding. You see and know for yourself that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away but take heed to yourself lest your hearts be weighed down with caressing drunkenness and cares of this life and that day come upon you unexpectedly for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all things that will come to pass and stand before the son of man luke 21 25 through 36 concerning the fact that the church on earth is the leading light in the world and a candle in the house of God, the sign of the sun and the moon and the stars is the sign that God will show In at the end of time amongst the people. Matthew 5, 13-16, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be moved or hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and to give light to all who are in the house, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. To understand a little bit more about the sun, moon, and stars, we're going to read another place of scripture, Revelation 6:12 through 17. Look, I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs, when it when it is shaken by a mighty wind then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island was moved out of its place and the kings of the earth the great men the rich men the commanders the mighty men every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of His wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Here we see specific signs. Let us look. First, the sign of the great earthquake. <clears throat> We're looking at how we can collaborate with the name of God. You are my Redeemer. <clears throat> he, will be doing, uh, he will allow all these signs to happen within us. The sign of the earthquake, the sign of the sun, the sign of, the sign of the moon, the sign of the stars, the sign of the distressed and, and perplexed nations. The sign of the great earthquake within the earthly bodies of warriors in prayer laying the foundation of the catastrophic events had one goal so that within the bodies of true worshippers of God, the immovable kingdom of heaven would be founded due to which our earthly bodies would receive adoption and redemption. When we receive the promise, and we say, "Lord, I receive it," may it be according to Your word. I receive this promise. The Lord says, using His uh, righteous one, to 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 quake, quake the earth. Quake! I receive the promise in the adoption of my body. This is a great earthquake that will quake not just all of the universe, but all and all people. But it will quake our bodies and the sign needs to be in the man before God takes him to heaven. Did you have the sign of the great earthquake? I receive the promise with my heart and proclaim it with my mouth. The sign of the sun Becoming black within the earthly bodies of warriors in prayer symbolizes tangible darkness that came upon Egypt in the form of the old man keeping their bodies in captivity. Our son stopped uh, being led by his personal abilities, our personal abilities, and is, is led instead by the spirit. And so the sign the sun becoming black, this is also, we see here, humility as well, the sign of the moon becoming like blood within the earthly bodies of warriors and prayer is a symbol of vengeance that came upon Egypt in the form of the old man with his deeds for the reason that the old man shed the blood of the saints which in the body of man symbolizes the fruit of the spirit. and so the soul is clothed into the death of the lord jesus christ this is the sign it shall become like blood the sign of the stars of heaven that fell to the earth or that crashed against the earth within the earthly bodies of warriors and prayer and so these uh And so all of the gen- demonic generals, those that are under the heavens, they symbolize this army of the old man. This is the army of the old man that exists in the middle zone under the heavens, which consists of leaders and authorities, world leaders of the dark age, the spirits of evil that are under the heavens. And so when the sun became as black and the moon became red and the earth began to shake, quake, <clears throat> these stars began to fall from, from, the, from under the heavens to the earth and these armies that are under the heavens these demonic armies they uh, listen to the old man to see what to do and they need to be shaken so that they can fall to the earth In the death of the Lord Jesus, we need to die for our nation, the house of our Father, and our crowd desires so that uh, all of them fall and be destroyed. The sign of distress and perplexity of the nations on earth is a symbol of satanic gatherings which will come to gloom and perplexity from those churches of saints that they left or came out of, saying of themselves that they are Jews but in essence are not, and lie. They shall bow before the nation of true worshipers of god and will know that god has loved them and so there are two choices the lawless have have uh, that come and bow at the feet of god's messenger uh, of god's people god's true worshipers or to be crushed under them the sign of the sea and waves roaring is a symbol of the state of the hearts of warriors in prayer joined together who confess the faith of their heart pour out the anger Uh, wrath of god almighty upon the beast and his image and upon his mark and upon the number of his name with the time and within the times and boundaries outlined (coughs) for us by god in the given situation we conclude that our inherited lot in the name of god redeemer uh reveals within our heart the power of his name seventh law in the name of god redeemer is made known for the chosen by god nation in the rod of their mouth that are in the likeness of the mouth of god jeremiah fifteen eighteen through 21 why is my pain perpetual and my wound incurable which refuses to be healed Will you surely be to me like an unreliable stream, as waters that fail? Therefore thus says the Lord, If you return, then I will bring you back. You shall stand before me. If you take out, of the, out the precious from the vial, you shall be as my mouth. Let them return to you, but you must not return to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall, and they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grip of the terrible. Jeremiah fifteen, eighteen, or 21 And one more place, Ezekiel 23, Exodus 23, or 26 You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, But you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage nor be barren in their land. I will fulfill the number of your days. And so why did Jeremiah have this problem? Jeremiah was asking, why do you not heal my wound? Because bread and water, he says, needs to have blessing. And the blessing depends upon us worshipping God and serving Him. Worshipping the gods of the nation and serving them is the wide gate of curses that is in our water and in our bread and produces then barrenness and illnesses. And so the wellspring of our worship determines how much the bread and water we we eat and drink is blessed or not whether it's blessed or not and so not in every church can you hear the uh, hear bread that will be a blessing to you let us see where we can see this blessed bread first bread and water is the food that allows us to live and all three essence of our life to live our spirit soul and body this is bread that is blessed and we're we're talking about spirit soul and body Uh, and so you hear sayings that uh, we can't fix our ways this the way we are this is how we die you hear people say this all the time these are this is bread that has no blessing, bread and water that has no blessing or life. Uh, bread uh, and water that has life is s- salvation for spirit, soul, and body.
0: <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> and so we'll look at uh, first at uh, blessing that is in bread and water, and then we'll look at the opposite effect of that. Our body may suffer certain things, but we have bread and we have water that has blessing. This is the first word of God. This is that first form of of his truth, his word. It is his spoken word. Thank you for Zion. Thank you for the truth that we unite with. Thank you for the angel that you have sent in the spirit and and power of Elijah, who is able to speak and shake my whole body, quake my whole body. Blessing in such bread and water possesses in itself the ability to be life and healing, and also heal from all forms of or be a medicine for any kinds of for many different kinds of illness. This is the best medicine from any illness. This blessed bread and blessed water, blessing in this bread and water means increase and sufficiency, which means absolute safety from economic uh, crises, uh, crises and crises uh, and any other disbalances that may occur. Fourth because of blessing in this kind of bread and water we will be protected from depression that literally harms our entire life and due to blessing in this bread and water we will be filled with gladness and joy the blessing of the lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it proverbs 10:22 and of course the opposite opposite will be in such bread and water that does not have blessing <clears throat> it's as if the same words that are spoken from the very same book but the one will have life in the words he says and the other will not have life in it today's sermon you can find in the archives of our this is the uh... in december two thousand nineteen uh... december 6th 2019 very important material and again and again i want to ask you to please listen to pastor Uh, we listen to the waters right now in all three of the services but we need to always go to the root we need to go remember the voice of our pastor the voice of the angel of god who has brought us the revelations that we have that has who that quakes our grounds we need to hear his, his, him speak. Samuel, if you remember, he was—he kept going to, uh, to the priest and kept asking him, "Did you call me?" Because the Lord kept coming to him in the voice of the priest, and he kept confusing it. And so, let us now pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you that we can be, today we can be upon this place. We have the remembrance of your name here because we have your bread and your water that has blessing. Upon this place, your word is confessed, the elementary teaching of Christ. We thank you, Lord, for this great privilege to be upon this place where you have placed a memory, a remembrance, a memory for your name; where you have magnified your word above all your names, we thank you that you are our strength, you are our rock, you are our fortress. You have allowed us today to receive the word of promise. Allow us to bear this promise, to to grow, to <coughs> be fertilized with it, to grow it, and to bear it, so that you can deliver us and redeem us with this promise that would be able to drive away death from our bodies together with you together with our lord and, and our redeemer will we be able to accomplish this you can't do it without us but with us using the might of your word and your holy spirit we thank you for we thank you lord that you for your strong arm that you have shown more than once and continue to show to lead your flock to meet with you. You lead your flock with your mighty and strong arm as you had once led the nation of Israel with the hand of Moses and Aaron. Today you lead us by your messenger by the means of the word of God and the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that today we have received your delegation hearing the words that your angel speaks who has come and the power and spirit of elijah we thank you that the power and spirit of elijah you have revealed to us in our ability to receive the holy spirit not as a guest but as the master and lord of our life and that you allow us to be led by the Holy Spirit as Elijah was led by the Holy Spirit as Rebecca as your messengers your apostles are led by the Holy Spirit allow us to be in the same faith we thank you Lord that today in the spirit of Elijah in your church we are and we receive it And we want the spirit of Elijah to be in us as well. You have become the Lord and Master of our life. And we determine this by how much we can sanctify ourselves, absolute sanctification, for absolute or total dedication. We thank you, Lord, for your arm. We thank you for the bread and water that has your life that has your healing. And today, Lord, we thank you for your healing, for, your de- for delivering us from all fears and phobias and depressions, from misfortunes that are in our body, receiving that word and that water that has your life. We thank you, Lord, that today the blessed bread and blessed water is received by us and we receive this blessing lord in this wonderful revelation that we had the privilege of remembering and that we can, we can, we today establish in prayer we thank you lord for our pastor arkadi we thank you lord that his life is bound in the strong bound strong and strong with the lord in the life of the lord and we ask you lord that your healing come quickly to him so that we can meet with him again so that he can reveal to us his mysteries your mysteries your goodness the mysteries of your kingdom and we thank you that we have received that truth that we have heard from him. And we thank you, Lord, for this great earthquake in our body, for this great earthquake in our soul, when our soul has become red as blood and submerged into the death of the Lord Jesus Christ and has denied the genetic code passed on from the our forefathers, our parents and has received your godly genes and genetic code. We thank you for these things. We pray that those stars that today are under the heavens and that wait for instruction from the old man so that because of our confessions the confessions of our mouth they may fall as the figs from a tree when the, when the tree is shaken. May there not be place for any offenses in our heart, suspicions, personal opinions that are not in accordance with your truth that resist you and your word and your order. We pray, Lord, that all of this fall from our heavens, Thank you that you have cleansed our spirit, cleansed our conscience from any dead work and any filth so that we can receive your word. And we have received your word. And in this word, we receive healing also for our bodies. And we receive healing. We accept healing today. We thank you, Lord, for the healing of our bodies, for absolute restoration of our bodies. We thank you, Lord, for the best medicine Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we thank you for the best medicine that we have in your Son, Jesus Christ, in His body and blood, in His bread and His water, in His truth, that we today accept, receive, and worship you for. May this be a blessing for us, blessing for our bo- <clears throat> the bodies of your remnant. We thank you, Lord, that you have made us partakers of your remnant. You have made us a part of the house of David. We thank you, Lord, that we have been able to worship before you, and and you have anointed our head because we have acknowledged your delegated one, your messenger, whom you've sent into our life. We thank you, Lord, that today, collaborating with us, that you have anointed us as priests and prophets. We continue to tremble before you. We continue to receive your word and grow in your word. Allow us, Lord, also to lead the battles of the Lord. And we today lead the battles of the Lord. And Lord, we know that your, your battle is for the bodies of your saints. <clears throat> Thank you that you have healed and saved our spirit. Thank you that you have healed and changed our soul. But your wars and your battles are happening today for the body. You're drawn to their spirit and soul, but you see that our bodies are still in in need of your godly healing. Allow us, Lord, coming from the house of David to lead the battles of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this great earthquake. And in this quake, in the confessions of our mouth, all illnesses may leave our bodies. All misfortunes can leave our bodies. May the resurrection of Christ be enthroned within our bodies. And may with noise from our body the stronghold of death be thrusted out. And may the stronghold of life and resurrection be erected in its place. We receive, Lord, your healing. We receive absolute restoration for our bodies. We thank you, Lord, for the revelations that we hear. We thank prepare our heart to receive the word which you have prepared for us on Sunday and next and the next services. And so we thank you Lord that we will soon be able to again hear the voice of your messenger, We thank you, Lord, that we know your voice and the voice of your messenger. We thank you that we have been able to receive your word and your water that has healed our body. We pray, Lord, that that word that can heal us, that the word that can give us the ability to see, that would be able to deliver us from any kind of leprosy, the word that delivered us. And has set us free, that very word. Using the prayers of your saints. Would be able to. Also serve our messenger. As well. Your word serves us and we. Pray Lord that. that this word would be able to serve him as well. May your name be blessed, our great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever. Amen. And let us finish with our manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.